KPV Radio, Central Texas. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! This is God's Journey Child, Theodore Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without Breaking the bank. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, show, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in authority, living life without apology. It's not wrong here, I be wrong here, so you might as well get used to me. My mother may not be the queen, but my father's king of everything. 
hello, hello, hello. It is indeed a pleasure and honor to be back again. And let me tell you, this show right here, this show, and for those of you who didn't see the flyers, let me tell you, the flyers state, you people got it all wrong. You people got it all wrong. And then it goes on to say, a white woman's perspective, P-R-E, perspective, perspective. And the reason perspective is because often we have a propensity to conceive notions in everything that we do, everything. And a lot of times we've all been clueless as to what's going on around us at times. And right now, with everything that's going on, with all of the, the 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 events that have occurred with the situation with George Floyd, another situ- situation uh, with um, the uh, Lord Edwards, uh, and then we have a woman in the store telling people about telling someone to go back to their That was her preceptive. She thought that she could go up to someone and just say what she wanted to say to them. Well, she found out rather quickly. You just can't say what you want to say. Not today. Not with all this is going on. No, ma'am. We got to stop. We got to stop, y'all. We got to stop. Now, before I go any further, let me go ahead and pray real quickly because this is so serious and I, I mean, I've been shaking all day because I, 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 I'm just bubbling up with, with, with joy, excitement, hurt, anger. I just got a lot of emotions going on, and, and I just need to quieten my spirit and allow God to flow through me so we can get this thing going and, and, and allow us to hear what God is trying to say through me. Because I'm telling you, this is just it's so much going on right now, and God has given me so much. But let me pray real quickly. Father God. Our Father, our Father, it doesn't matter, Father, whether we're black, white, Hispanic, Japanese, Vietnamese, Muslim, because we say you are our Father, and we proclaim you to be our Father. We have been saved by the Son, by your Son, His blood. You are our Father, our Father. Not their father, not his father, not her father, not that family's father, not that culture's father, but our father. And, Father, we're asking you to please come in. Please come in and help us, Lord. Send a rhyme word right now, Father. We need you. We, we, we need your help. We're Oh, Father, we're out of control, and we need your help. Help us to believe in you as our Father. Stand up and take back our rightful place, and that is spreading your gospel and helping people know more about you and bringing them into your into the family of your love, God, so we can stop all of this craziness, Father. Father, we just ask that. You bless this show right now and, and touch everyone underneath the sound of my voice and let their hearts be open to receive. And God, Father, our Father, if I say anything that's going to offend one of my brothers or my sisters doing this show, I ask you not to let it come out of my mouth. And anyone that's speaking 
on the air doing this show. If they're getting ready to utter, utter something out of their mouth that's going to cause more division, God, I ask you to seal that song to the roots of their mouth. Father, because it is not about that. This is about unifying us as believers in you and your precious son. Father, we ask You guys, this is hi everyone. Let me say hi to Kimberly, Julie, uh, Tammy, uh, Pamela, and those of you that are listening. I, I, I'm just, I, I'm just to the point to where I'm just over overwhelmed with hurt, overwhelmed with pain. And it's not the pain of so much as the death of all of these people, which that's painful within itself. That's a whole separate pain that I'm talking about. That has nothing to do with this pain. What pains me is we as Christians, brothers and sisters, we can't even come together to save one person. We're too busy fighting and worrying about the wrong things. My thing is, yes, the man was murdered. It was wrong, so wrong on every level every level, but now everybody's got their hand in the cookie jar trying to, to to come up on a moment where we should be coming together. Not coming up, but coming together. That doesn't, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're Jewish, I don't care what you are. If you have a heart, a heart, you should be outraged. Regardless of what that man did in his face, no one begins to die like that. And we, we, my culture, this beautiful black woman's culture, my beautiful white friend's culture, we got a problem. We got problems. I hear my culture saying, well, they shouldn't have did this. They didn't. We tired of this. We tired of that. But let me explain something to you all that you may not know. I'm not going to tell someone else's story. I'm going to tell you my story. Yes, George Floyd was killed. But you know what I saw? I saw a man being killed by someone in a uniform that should be held to a higher standard and should not have his knee on anybody's neck and stuffing the life out of him. And unfortunately, yes, it was a white man that did it. Yes, it was a black man that died. But you guys, let me tell you what I'm having a problem with. My son was murdered in 2017. 2017, everybody wants to say their part about what's going on. Everybody's got something to say. Well, let me tell you what, this mother who's experienced that pain watching, not, I didn't get to watch my child die. Thank God I didn't have to do that. But just knowing that my son was murdered. My son was not murdered by a white man. My son was murdered by a black young man. Black lives matter. Black lives need to matter all the way across the board, you guys. It don't need to just matter when it's a white and black situation. Of course, it does bring a different light onto the situation. But let me tell you, all lives should matter. All lives should matter. That's all I'm saying. My son was murdered. But I don't see anybody out here doing an uproar in an uproar about another American being murdered. That's what we need to focus on. Murder is out of control. Out of control. And if you think for one minute it's not about to get worse, if we don't come together, it's going to get worse. Because, see, the next time someone goes up to someone of a different nationality and has anything to say to them, you have a right to carry a gun. 
that woman, her preception, her thinking that she's an authority because she's an American citizen. She didn't say, I'm a white woman. She said, go back to your country. So she was speaking for all Americans. All Americans don't think like that. We don't feel the same way that she felt. Because truth be told, where is her country really from? Does she really know her history? She might be from, her family background might be from Italy somewhere. Who knows? So for her to come up and say that to somebody, that's just some audacity. You don't know where you're from. I don't know where I'm from, really. I think I was born in the United States, but where were my ancestors? Where were they born in? So what gives me the right to go up to somebody just because they are of a, are of a different color than me and say, you need to go back to your own country? What country are you from? But see what's going to happen the next time someone gets that bold and that heard it say ballsy to go up to someone and say something, people got a right to carry a gun. That woman is blessed that she's still here living. She put her hands on that woman in that store. You don't go up to nobody, put your hands on somebody, and tell them to go back to that car. Look here, I don't know if you feel like it was your, your, your privilege or whatever you may think you had, but that's why you got slapped. And you know what? Now, you know, I know I love the Lord with all my heart. But I can't say that I thought that. I, I, I can't say anything about the woman that, that, that did it. I, I, I can't. Who gave her the right to even go up and approach this woman? That took a lot of nerve. But let me get back to my subject. You know, I, I, just, it, I just go all up on these tangents because I'm just so upset. But let me tell you. So I was talking to um, someone. I was just talking about the murder of my son. And I'm outraged. I'm outraged. I mean, I even contacted Black Lives Matter. I contacted them two, three, four times, and I never got a response back because I wanted to let them know my son was murdered and his life mattered to me. I didn't care that my baby had did 10 years in prison. My son was home five and a half months, and he had did 10 years in prison. He was murdered. Just because he did 10 years in prison did not give anybody the right to murder him. No, it did not. No, it did not. And Black Lives Matter, I'm, I was upset with that whole organization because my son's life mattered to me. It's just that he wasn't shot and killed in public by a white officer or by someone white. But his life still should have mattered just as much as anybody else's life. We've got to stop making these, these, these cutoffs and putting preferential treatment on certain situations. They're all the same. All lives matter especially when they're taken by someone else. Someone else took my son's life. But very well. You know I reached out to those people with all my heart because I wanted it to be shown and broadcast. My son was murdered by a black person. How do I know? Because they got the person in jail. But nobody said anything. But let it have been someone of a different race murdering my son. I almost had a call. Not only from Black Lives Matter, but from every media outlet out here. You guys, we got to stop buying into this craziness. What I saw, yes, I saw a black man getting killed. Yes, I did. Was I angry? Yes, I was. But you know when my when color left my eyesight 
is when they said to me, as a mother, that man cried out for his mother. And I can almost assure you, every woman that has a child, all they thought about was, that could have been my child. The only color that we saw was anger at that point, because that could have been our child. Our child. Well, you guys, let me <clears throat> let me just let me get my guest on the show. She is a blogger. She blogs so wonderfully, and she wrote a blog. Another black person, another black man. Well, I'll let her tell you. But her name is Gracie Lynn, and she has a blog site. And when mm-hmm. I tell you, she has been so insightful with this to me, and she's even said to me that she was kind of. She, she's outraged that this even happened. And it, and it's unfortunate anybody has to. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I, I can't hear you. You can't hear me? Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, you, you kind of go in and out every now and then. I just want to make sure we got a good connection. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, well, you, you're there now? Uh-huh, yes, I am. Okay, yeah. and I was just explaining to them, Gracie Lynn, how hurt you were that another black person had been shot and killed, but you were also hurt that it just happened that we're, we're, we're going to be divided once again, more drama, more trouble, instead of us looking at the fact that someone in uniform Yeah, you're going out again. I can't hear you. Yes, we do see the color. We do see it. We're not excusing that by no means, but we are saying sometimes does race always have to be the bigger picture? And I know it is the picture. It is the picture. It is because of uh, because of what's going on. But we're not we're not by any we're not by any any means trying to make excuses for any anybody. Yeah. But we are outraged as women who saw someone be murdered. And unfortunately it was two different cultures that are having a battle amongst themselves. And it's sad. And we're trying to find a way to unify us and bring us together. Women, please. Please, let's come together. Some kind of way we got to. Because, I mean, we hold the key. We hold the key to bringing this thing together. If we come together, what will they do? What will the men do? They don't have a choice. Because we're the ones that's mostly teaching our children. And I may be wrong and I may be off basis, but I'm not trying to make light of the situation at all. But I'm trying to let us see that an American killed another American and it's not right and it's really not right that he sat there with his hand with his knee on that man on, on George's neck like it was okay and then what's even sadder is the fact that everybody stood around and watched it to me that's even the saddest part why in the world would you just sit around and watch this I don't understand it and I am upset, I'm angry, but I'm even angry for so many different reasons. But God has still got me to the point to where I have peace. 
in spite of my anger, I have peace. And all these people that went out there looting, looting and taking stuff, y'all was stealing before. Come on now. Were you stealing before? Don't be an opportunity. Don't go take advantage of people's hardships and this family's pain. Don't do that. That's not right. Don't do that. Well, let me get my guests on this show because, I, like I said, I'll just go up on these tandras and go all over the place. Anyway, Gracie Lynn, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and sharing with us. And do you mind giving us a little bit about who you are and, and why you do what you do? Yeah, um, well, I've been writing since about the year 2000. Um, when I got my divorce, I wrote for a single mom, a single pair ministry for a uh, church, and then um, God called me to be an actual Christian writer. So I thought, well, you know, I wasn't making any money doing the plays because uh, I did plays and stuff and doing dramatic work for them. And so I thought, well, I'll start writing a book. So I wrote a book on spiritual warfare, and I worked on that for 10 years. And then um, I thought it was finished. I was about ready to go to publication with it, and God told me it was too dark. So I pulled the book. I had already paid somebody to publish it for me, and I told them to stop the publication. I pulled it completely out of publication and started a whole new book. And this book was called The Shattered Base um, by Gracie Lynn. It's a book on spiritual warfare, and what it really talks that is what I think George Floyd's family is trying to do in this situation. Every time I've seen that family, they have tried to promote peace and and reconciliation. They have not tried to promote violence. And it's my book, The Shattered Base, is about turning around evil on its head and turning it into good. And I believe, you know, I know George Floyd had a little bit of a rap sheet. I believe that his family is um, God-centered. I believe they are very in tune with what God would want them to do, and they're very peaceful, and they're really wanting us to to follow in their example and to peacefully make a change in this society. Not with guns, not with violence, not with looting, not with vandalism, not with taking the guns away from the police officers, but with reconciliation and redemptive power through Jesus Christ to get us to a different level of unity because that is what it's all about and um, one of the blog posts that you can find my blog I've, 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 I've had a blog since 2013 but that was on single parents and parenting and um, right now I'm kind of putting that into a little bit of a sleep mode and developing my blog on the theshatteredface.com because uh, that is where I have my book and, and that's going to be where I'm going to post my other writings also. So the blog I had, I think you mentioned, was Another Black Boy. And I wrote this back, I think, in 2014 um, when uh, I think Tim Rice was, I believe, his name, the little boy in Cleveland that got shot. And this is how the blog post goes. I was sending my CNN report while waiting for lunch today, and I read the news that another black boy had been shot by police. The story hit me like a ton of bricks when I remembered an incident with my youngest son. The boy who died was 12 years old. My son was 12 years old when he was picked up by the police. 
that this boy was playing with a gun. My son had a birthday party and some of his friends stayed overnight. I didn't know that my son and one of his friends had slipped out in the dark of night carrying airsoft guns. These guns looked like pistols in the dark. Someone called the police on the boy who was in Cleveland. A neighbor called the police when they saw my friend's son and his friend looking around the house with what appeared to be guns. This was a black boy in Cleveland. I, I think he pulled his gun out, but it was just I think he was just playing with it. So he didn't really threaten the police, but my son didn't either. The police officer picked him up and his friend and took them back to my house. I can remember when I got the when my door rang at about twelve o'clock at midnight. I got up and I saw my son on the porch with his friend and the police officer there. And he said, "Well, you know, your son or your son was found in the neighborhood with these guns." And I said. I, I basically blew up on my son because I said, you know, these people in this neighborhood do not know us. We've just moved here. I said, so they have no idea who you are. You're going out in the neighborhood with a gun. I said, that's stupid. I said, give me those guns. They're going to go in the trash. You're never going to get another one. And the police officer looked at me and said, I, I think he got this handled. But, um, you know, the parents of a black boy in Cleveland did not get the chance to discipline their boy because his life was taken by the police officers. They didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. My son started college this semester. Those parents will never see their son enter into college. I felt immense grief for the Cleveland family when I realized that what happened to the child in Cleveland could have happened to my son just as easily. The only difference was the cop. I was thankful to God for the self-control the police officer had when he picked up my son. After I gave my son to lash, and he said, I think you got this hand, ma'am. And he did not even give him a citation. I do not remember the cop's name. I only remember one thing about him. He was a black cop. So if a black cop can respect a white kid, how come a white cop can't respect a black kid or man? There should be no difference. No You're difference. Absolutely right. And that's what we're saying. And 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 I think I think that the media and and even myself, you know, I I'm guilty sometimes. I get in my feelings because I am outraged. I am outraged that we can't seem to come together and stop all this bickering amongst each other. First of all, you don't hear other – you don't hear – and I don't know if they don't show it. I, I don't know. But I don't see too often on the news where a white cop has killed a Hispanic person or a white cop has killed a, uh Asian person. You don't hear that too often. But we hear no. it, we're hearing it way too much with a, white, a, black, a white cop killing a black person. Especially yeah. a black man. Well, and actually, actually, that the the statistics from what I've heard from several different sources are that um, white cops that black people have not gone killed as much as white people have by white officers. Um, but, but that's what the media chooses to to focus on because that's how they can incite more anger. And that's my and take. I, you know. I've said that from I've heard that from multiple sources that more 
white men have gotten killed by white police officers and black men have. Now, you know, that could be, so I don't know. I've heard different things. I've listened to Candace Candace Owens' presentation today. I'm not sure how based in fact she is, but I've heard that from several different sources. So, you know, I think that we have to be aware of what the media does to us, how worked up it gets. It gets us and how that does not lead to unity. It leads to division. We need to be careful who we're listening to. And the media, in my house, is not my God. I barely mm-hmm. ever listen to the TV. I read the Bible. I pray. I, I wait until God speaks to me. I do not listen to that stupid TV for what I do and what I think. I listen to God. Wow. And, and then you, and you, you look, do you find yourself looking more or less believing what you see versus what you hear? More, I, I, no, I believe the, that. You, go ahead. The thing is, I, I do check my I do check my news like on my phone. But the the really thing weird thing about it is, I think when you hear something, it almost goes inside of you easier than if you just read something. Because I remember one time I got an Amazon Kindle at the Audible, and I was uh, I was. I played, listened to the story that was kind of messed up, and I I remember listening to it one day, and then the next day I felt like I had just done the most horrible thing in the world. And I thought, what did I do? I don't remember doing anything that bad. I didn't get fired. I didn't kill somebody. What, what did I do? Why am I feeling like this? I thought, that was because you listened to that book last night. And that just got me really aware of how much power just listening to something else can have over you and controlling how you feel. And so I'm very careful about what I watch on TV, what kind of news programs I watch. I do sometimes listen when I'm in the car just to, you know, pass my time if I'm driving somewhere. But I try not to listen. I try not to listen to Fox News or CNN exclusively. I try to kind of jump around here and there. But if I think one one channel is trying to get me all worked up, I turn it off because I don't like that. That's not my life. I don't want to be all worked up. Do I want to help solve this racism problem? Yes, I do. That's why I blog. That's why I'm doing this um, presentation with you. But am I going to do it by vandalizing and looting other businesses? No, that's not going to solve anything. That's not going to help. If those people think they're helping the Black Lives Matter by looting and and rioting and violence, that doesn't help anything. in, In all fairness to Black Lives Matter, I don't believe that they're wanting this type of behavior. I don't believe that they're wanting that. I think that they're really trying to show that black lives do matter. But the problem is that sometimes you've got to make sure if you're going to say black lives matter, you cannot make it appear to be only mattering when it's a racial divide there. And I think that's what most people are are, are getting upset about. Some people, I mean, I'm upset because I do feel like all lives should matter, but I do understand the disconnect there. Life should yeah. matter. 
no matter what. And I don't think that Black Lives Matter is really trying to cause division. I just think that they're trying to shine the light on the places that most people don't want to even look at or people have a tendency to sweep under the rug. So in all fairness to Black Lives Matter, I just think that they need to make sure that if they're going to say Black Lives Matter, it shouldn't just matter more so. It appears to matter more so when it's a racial divide. There yeah, racial when, when there's a racial divide, when it should be that you guys met all, Black Lives Matter all the time. I totally agree exactly. with that. It doesn't matter I who, totally agree with that. who does the killing. A black life has been taken yeah. once again. That's what I, yeah, I, and, exactly. I, and like I said, in all fairness to Black Lives Matter, I don't think that they really intended for this looting and rioting to get out of hand. I don't think they did they either, because when you look at it, there's not a lot of blacks involved in that. There's more whites and other races, you know, I, I, there's a lot. From what I've heard, I like I said, I don't really watch the news that much, especially now. But what I've heard, there's a lot, a lot of violence that's instigated by different, different, like, extremist groups. So I don't exactly. know that. But the thing is, is that that violence is not helping the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement at all. It's hurting them. It's not helping them. And let me tell you what the media does. The media, I, 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 I didn't watch it, but people have told me this, and, and this is hearsay. I don't know how true it is, but I do know that I've seen it done previously on segments that I have watched. But I noticed that the media has a propensity to always show black people the ones that are taking the TV, taking this and taking that. But there are, like you said, more white people doing this, white, more people that don't look like my shade doing this. But it's amazing how it always appears to only be black people doing the looting. I don't understand. Now, I know for a fact that if we the only ones doing the looting, they would have been to send a, 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 a SWAT, the SWAT down there and shot up everybody. Because that's what, that's what, <laughs> hey, that's what we're used to. We don't know, we, hey. There has to be some type of saving grace there. I mean, it's just not black people, but the media. And that's why what yeah. you said, Grace Lynn, is we got to be careful who we listen to. We got to be wise in our thinking. Pay attention. They exactly. like this attention because their job is if it bleeds, it leaves. And they're out to keep this going because now everybody getting some money, except for me. Uh-huh. Everybody's been like, okay, these companies, these companies, yes, they have been looted. They have been, stuff has been taken from, but they got mega, mega insurance. They're going to get their money back. Well, some of them do. Some of the smaller ones, uh, yeah, my business owns one, probably do not have that much insurance. But the big um, corporate corporate entities, yeah, they probably do. Um, But you have to realize, too, that that many of these corporations have been shut down. Some of them have. Not many have been shut down because of the COVID nineteen. A lot of a lot of businesses okay. were shut down. They were just opening up. Well, these little looters and rioters happened, and so they who knows some of the especially the small family-owned businesses, if they were shut down, they may have discontinued their insurance during that time, and may not have gotten it renewed when they got looted. You never know what somebody's personal story is until you actually walk their walk. And so I That's think in, 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 in any circumstance, 
Violence is never, ever a good way to solve a problem. It just perpetuates a problem. Do you mind if I read that wonderful um, thought by Martin Martin Luther King? I think I have it here. Can I read that? Can I read that by Martin Luther King, Jr.? Please, go ahead. Okay, the ultimate weakness of violence is that is, and this is not mine. This is Martin Luther King, Jr., who I think was a genius. He was just amazing. The ultimate weakness of violence is that it is a descending spiral beginning the very thing it seeks to destroy. Instead of diminishing it, it multiplies it. Through violence, you may murder the liar, but you cannot murder the lie, nor establish the truth. Through violence, you may murder the hater, but you do not murder hate. In fact, violence merely increases hate. Returning violence for violence multiplies violence, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. That was so powerful. He was such a powerful orator. I just had so much. That just hit me like, like that shooting star. I loved that when I saw that. I thought, how well put by such a great man. And mm-hmm. we have to remember yeah. that. And and you we and have to remember the leaders that the, the leaders, even though he lost his life, were just horrific. But the leaders that actually had great. Power were the ones like him who were nonviolent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what he, what, he, what he died believing was that one day little white boys and little black boys and white girls and black girls would play together. And it came to fruition. And now it's like this spirit of evil. We're fighting a spirit, we're in a spiritual battle, people of God. We've got to get yes. back to the, got to understand that this is a spirit of of dissension, a spirit of evil, a spirit of hatred. It's just an evil spirit, and we've got to get back. We cannot let the progress that we've made go away. Just be off and not all the lives have been lost. And I and like you said, I don't, I don't, I haven't watched any of the stuff that's going on with George, except for the fact that I saw it when he was murdered. But if China is a peaceful family. I know that they don't want his death to be tainted no. by all this hate and violence. I, I just don't no. believe that they want that. They, no, they they're want not. To from, what I've, from whatever I've seen of them, they're very peace-loving and very very deeply um, respectful of God. So I don't think and, well, that anybody that's just, doing violence is, is giving them in any way to perform the honor that they deserve or that George deserves in his death. It's not honoring well, anybody. It's just it's a travesty, is what it is. And and and, and I heard that Candace. It, I, I I didn't hear her her words or what was said, but I just get feedback because I don't listen to a lot of things because, like you said, all you need is one negative seed, and I promise you, uh-huh. Satan doesn't need to water that water that seed and it will blossom and grow. So, but from what oh, I understand, yeah. Candace really. Um, really upset a lot of people by some of the things that she was saying. But in actuality, it's not that we're trying to make George Floyd a hero. We're trying to recognize the fact that he was murdered. It was, mm-hmm. it was unnecessary. It was horrifying. It was, it was, it was not even right to even, 
that officer did not have a right to do that. I don't care what no. kind of badge he had on. I don't care what kind of bullets he had. He had no right to do that. And then when they showed, this man wasn't even fighting. He was in handcuffs. And you still did this. That, yeah, that you made no about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that yeah, that, that really is crazy. And but but the problem I had with the whole video was that when they asked him, "Are you ready to get in the car now?" He said, "I will." And they did not stop then. At that point, they should have said, "Okay, well, let's get you up and get you in the car. Can you calm down now?" But they didn't. They kept pushing him. And, and that I, and, was and when I think it became absolutely brutal. Okay, now, I do. But what was he doing that was, but when they when they said, has he calmed down, I didn't see him irate. So that's the first problem I have. I didn't see it. Now, maybe well, I they didn't. That. One of the videos I saw is, is when, the, I don't know what was happening in the back of the car, because I don't know that there's any video that shows that, but there was a lot I think the reason why they pulled him out of the car was because he was having a problem getting into the car. I will be honest, I have seen that video on CNN um, where he was, it looked like, you know, he was resisting. But I don't know, because I don't know, you can't see. You see the cop kind of like um, try, trying to fight somebody in the car, but I don't know what that was. And so maybe he was resisting them. I don't know, because nobody can see that. So I don't know. Now, initially, okay. was he resisting? No. He just fell to the ground. Okay. That's, that's, well, I just I did see that he fell to, fell to the ground. So well, I the but they put him in the car, and then I think they took him out of the car on the other side of the car. So um, I don't know. Well, that was brutal. Well, Grace, and then what we can agree on, we can agree that it was unnecessary, it was brutal, it was it was a yeah. pure sign of, it, it appeared to be hatred in the worst form. And and you know yeah. what, I don't even know if it was necessarily hatred, but cops have a hard time, too, because their ego is overinflated. And I'm going to tell you something. When I was, um, when I was doing celebrity hair and I was getting into the limelight, per se, it takes a lot to keep your feet on the ground because society mm. has a propensity to elevate you higher than what you really are. And you oh, can yeah. buy into that. And I can see how easily you can slip into that that that, that mode of superiority because mm-hmm. that ego gets overinflated and pride will eventually puff you up. But let me tell you what I know the scripture says about pride. Pride will go before the fall. If you drop your pride, you won't fall. That police officer should have dropped his pride so he wouldn't fall. Now he's fallen. And That's now what so can true. He That's so true. And he deserves to fall. He does because mm-hmm. that was unnecessary. But I do understand the mental. And, and see, that's why mental mental awareness is so important. Because, like I said, I found myself when I was, you know, in positions to where I could do the power play. I use mm-hmm. it to my fullest advantage. And we yeah. all do it. Say, for instance, as simple as, say, for instance, an example, you are a supervisor at a company, and your loved one needs a job. 
Now, you've got all these people that are qualified before your loved one, but you're going to fight for your loved one to get a position. And that's how easily it can be done. That ego and that pride can come in and not making excuses for what has happened, but just trying to give you a different, I'm trying to liberate your mind to transform your life. That's all I'm saying. You can find yourself caught up in a position to where your ego and your pride overrule your common sense. And and if that should happen, God forbid that happens, and I pray that no one ever has to experience this ever again. But unfortunately, until we understand the mental aspect of all of this, I mean, you don't know what that officer has been going through at the office. Uh, yeah, we did this. Yeah, you you know, everybody wants to be the superhero when when they can be. And apparently he thought he was being a superhero and he was being a super fool being used by Satan to sit there and do that. And then what was so sad about it, I'm sorry? That's exactly right. I mean, I think he was being used by Satan to to, to bridge more of a gap within our our country. I really think it was. You know, uh, I, I was... I received this from someone today, and and this is what I've been saying. We've got to stop putting color on everything because let me tell you, when we go to the Olympics, we don't care what color that person is. As long as they are holding up that American flag, we are behind them 100%. If we can do it at the Olympics, why can't we do it right in our own country? I mean, the other, the whole world has to be laughing at America, the wealthiest country, one of the best for every, everybody wants to come here. But look at us. And let me tell you, when I go to a third world country, you know what people notice about me? They don't, first of all, they say I'm cute. Now, don't forget that now. They do say I'm beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful, Dorothy. You're <laughs> so cute. You are right. But you know, more so than that, they notice that Visa Passport, when it shows that American flag, it's like they don't even see color. They see red, white, and blue. The American flag gives you some power in another country. And I have, I mean, you, you go on vacations and people that have gone to these other countries, you come over there with that American dollar, they will give you their shirt off their back for one dollar. But to them, it's, it's what, $1 is like 20 pesos over there? Uh, uh, where in Mexico, I can't remember the value of 50 pesos. I don't know. I can't remember. But I know my $1 got me a whole lot of stuff. And we acting like we're acting in America. Come on, America. But let me read this. And I have to agree very wholeheartedly with what Tony, with uh, former coach Tony Dungy says. His message was, as I watch the events in many, many, uh, Minneapolis unfold, the last few days I have wondered and prayed about how I should respond. Below are my thoughts. I hope you read the whole thing because the final thought is the most important. Romans twelve twenty one. America is is very is a very uh, wait a minute. America is in a very sad place today. We have seen a man die senselessly at the hands of the very people who are supposed to be protecting our citizens. 
We have seen people protest the deaths by destroying property and dreams of people in their own community. The very people they are protesting for. We have many people pointing fingers of blame, painting the opposite side with a broad brush. We have anger and bitterness winning out over logic and reason. We have this destructive and prejudice. We have destruction and prejudice winning over love and respect. What happened to George Floyd was inexcusable, and it should never happen. Justice needs to be served, but in seeking justice, we can't fall into the trap of prejudice seeing every police officer we see. What started out as a peaceful what started out as peaceful protests have devolved into arson and looting, and that should never ha- never happen either. Yes, there should be protests, but we do not have license to perform criminal acts because we're angry. Today we are, div- are a divided country. We're divided racially, politically, and social, social economically. And Satan is laughing at us because that is exactly what he wants. Dysfunction, so mistrust, and hatred help this kingdom flourish. Did you see that? Let me repeat that. And Satan is laughing at us because this, that is exactly what he wants. Dysfunction, mistrust, and hatred help this kingdom flourish. Well, what is the answer then? I believe it has to start with those of us who claim, who claim to be Christians. Those of us who claim to be Christians, we have to come to the forefront and demonstrate the qualities of the one we claim to follow. Jesus Christ. We can't be silent. As Dr. King said many years ago, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. But we can't go forward without judgmental, bitter, bitter spirit. We can't go forward with judgmental, bitter spirit. We need to be proactive, but do it in the spirit of trying to make things better. And it can't be just the African-American churches. It has to be all churches taking a stand and saying, we are going to be on the forefront of meaningful dialogue and meaningful change. We have to be willing to speak the truth in love, but we have to recognize that we are not fighting against other people. We are fighting against Satan and his kingdom of spiritual darkness. In the words of the Apostle Paul, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans twelve twenty one. That is so prophetic and so prolific. That is so that's, well that's, written. That's actually exactly what my book is about, too, in a different form. I mean, I don't deal with racism. I deal with a woman that just gets, gets beaten down again and again and again. Every time she comes back up, she sees what she can do for good. No matter wow. what and, and you know, her. And I, um, I have to say, I think that uh, my race, and I'm speaking from my race because of what I've, I, what I've experienced within my own race. It is sad, but I've experienced discrimination within from my own people. I've experienced racism from my own people because I'm not a shade lighter. Wow. And it's sad. So I just want people to understand we've got to stop. We've got to find a way to bridge the gap. I don't know the answers. Grace and Lynn, you don't know the answers, but we do know who holds the answer. 
I know what we can do to get them. We can start getting on our knees and coming together, uniting, banding together with hands, hands held. Every nationality, every color, every race, we got to do something together. Together, listen, our United States, uh, our United States um, pledge says, united we stand, divided we fall. We're so divided, oh. America's falling these other countries are able they can just come over here right now and do whatever they want to do to us because we got too much too many distractions we're too divided we're too divided that's so true that's very well, true I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a very quick weak. commercial break I'm gonna take a quick commercial break Gracie Lynn and, and, and let him play a song so I can calm myself down and get back refocused because I sometimes go way off the Richter scale and I need God to make sure that I'm. I need to. I need to make sure that I'm saying what God would have me to say, and not me. So you guys hang tight and listen to this beautiful song, and we'll be right back. And I got a special treat for you all that I wrote, and I'm gonna read something that someone else wrote, and I'm gonna, I want to show people how this is gonna keep going back and forth until each culture takes control of their own culture. You cannot keep blaming other people. Look at you. And that's what it was last week's show, Dying to Self. Look at you. Quit pointing fingers. Look at you. My race, let's look at each other. Let's see what we can do to help each other until we can until each culture can come together within their within their own race. How are you gonna expect somebody else to help you? How? And you so divided. Not even get any allies. We can't even get no allies because America's so divided right now. The allies, if they come to help us, we're going to turn on them, and then they're going to have everybody else. It's going to be a mess. We can't get no allies because we ain't even together. we got to come together, America. If a war break out right now, we on our own. we in trouble. We're in trouble. Mm-hmm. we got fighting in our country. We're fighting with other countries. we got too much going on. we got to, we got to do something. So let's, let, let's take a break. And like I said, when I come back, i got something for you. Y'all going to love this. Hang tight. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, show, right now on TPV Radio. Changing. 
the poor people in the cold. But you keep preaching to their soul. Mm. We don't leave till everybody's free. And we won't sleep till everybody eats. Yeah. Until lives matter. Yeah. More than ties matter. Yeah. The government keep lying to me. Telling me that they're gonna set the people free. But the power falls when you catch us on the knees. Heaven, please, we're in a state of emergency. See, we need a strong God. Real strong, yeah. We need a real God. Yeah, yeah. The God with the resurrection power from the grave. To take away the hate. To heal the human race. See, we need a. We need a. We need a. We need a strong God. We need a We need a We need a We
it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality show, right now on TPV Radio. Hey, 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 welcome back, welcome back. Hey, um, I want to share with you, Gracie Lynn, if you um, will look on Facebook, if you can, I have people replying and they're saying different things, and it has been so awesome what the people are saying. And I just want to say right now, real quickly, um, do we have any callers on the line, Chris? We have uh, two callers. Yes, ma'am, we have two callers on the line so far. Okay, well, let's give them an opportunity to say something. Okay, no problem. All right. For security purposes, callers, you will only read the last four digits of the cell phone number or mobile number. Uh, 2924. 2924, you are on the air with Coffee Patterson, the reality coach. God bless you. Well, hi there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're here with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, and Gracie Lynn, uh, blogger. What is it that you'd like to share with us? Honestly, um, I have a comment. Um, like, I, I haven't been following what's going on with the um, George Floyd situation because, like, it's like a, a stressor for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a. Uh, it's personal because um, a few weeks ago, my um, my kids and we seen the police kill a black man unarmed that was not resisting in handcuffs, and it was similar no. to what happened. And I mean, it's just like I personally have a lot of feelings for this whole situation that's going on from personal experience. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like that it's right. But at the end of the day, I mean, like it was written and um, I mean, I just don't know what has to be done that hasn't been done already that is um, going to stop this. So you're saying you actually got to witness this happening in front of you and your children? Unfortunately. Wow. Oh, that's, that's like that's like changing, isn't it? Because you never expect uh, that. It is. I mean, so how are you? How, how are your children doing? I mean, I, I'm sure they're yes. so. And and, uh, and and I hate to say this, but I want to know: Are you of uh, are you black or African American, whatever? Are you uh, do you look like me? I My do. Just like you, yes, oh, ma'am. And do you have sons? I do. Yes. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Um. If you can just, I mean, I don't know what I can do, but perhaps there's someone that maybe, do they have a, a, is their father active in their life? Mm, Yes and no. 
Okay, well, would you like to maybe possibly if we can find a strong mentor for them, if I can try to find someone? And if there's a man listening, I don't care who you are, these children have been marred. I mean, this is horrible for them to see this. And how old are they, may I ask? Three and four. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. goodness. So what were their words? What did they say to you when they saw all this going on? They asked me, they said, Mommy, what are the police doing? They just continued to ask me that. And, I mean, like, even though I had an answer, my answer was no response. I mean, because my four-year-old wants to be a fireman, and they were actually on the scene as well as EMT. So, I mean, like, what was I supposed to tell him? Wow. Honey, my heart goes out to you. My my heart goes out to you and your you and your sons. And like I said, um, you can always call me. Uh, I will um, if you can reach out to Dorothy Patterson um, on in my messenger and leave your number. And 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 I will definitely try to get someone to help you and your children because I'm certain to see this kind of tragedy, this travesty happen in front of you and to witness it because there's nothing like you know I can I, I can identify I can identify with 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 with, with things before my son was murdered it didn't impact me the way it does now I literally yeah, but when you see it. feel that pain that 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 mother or even a family, a loved one failed to watch their loved one die like that. I mean, it brought back on so many emotions for me because my son was murdered and I can really feel the pain and it was painful for me to watch. But I know that there's nothing you you can't even fathom how you feel until you actually walk through it. Until you actually walk through it, you can't even understand the pain. You can't un- understand the mental mind madness that your mind goes through. So my heart goes out to you and your boys. And like I said, if you can, I'm all, I, y'all know I'm a crybaby. I'm such a crybaby. I can get myself together. I'm supposed to be hopeful. So, but anyway, um, if you um, can, can find I, a way. Can I for one thing? Can I for one thing? Sure. Yeah, please. Tell your children that that um, how the police officer handled that was not acceptable. Don't try to normalize it in a way. I'm sure you're not, but that kind of behavior is unacceptable. Not there's no excuse for it. So tell them that is not how things should have happened. That's an aberrant behavior. They need to know that that's not right. Just Let me ask you this. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Gracie No, that's okay, sweetheart. That's okay. Go ahead. What 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 um what um what happened what happened to the did you even follow up? Did anyone go to court? Did anything happen? Did anything? Ma'am? Did anything happen to the officers? Did some did did another officer come out? Did someone come out? Did anything happen? <laughs> Um, well, there were officers on the scene. Um, they were all a part of it, I'm sure, even the ones that just sat in the car while the activity was going on. Um, I actually reached out to some people that I know, um, 
and contacted them and they got some people, you know, to contact me and I mean, it, I just wasn't comfortable um, because of what they were telling me and how they were telling it. It just um, basically, you know, it is what it is. So, but I reached out and wow. I haven't heard of the person. I have not, none, none of that. I haven't heard anything. So, okay, I know you probably don't want to say, was this a, and you don't have to give the name of your, of the person, of the people that you reached out. Was it an organization or was it someone within the police department or, or was it just an organization that you reached out to? Um, pretty much all of the above. I did contact, um, the police department, um, as the crime was being committed. And, um, I was told by dispatch that, uh, maybe it wasn't worth reporting. Oh my! And so, um, I just was like, you know what, this is not the person to call. So I hung up and, um, I called, uh, a DA and um i i'm comfortable with this person because of previous situations and i didn't even disclose information with this person and that person could tell that it was serious and immediately um like not even 2 hours later someone was reaching me from the texas rangers okay and they what? made me feel very uncomfortable oh, oh wow. they made Oh, I thought you were going to say, and they made me feel comfortable. Oh, my. So you still. Very uncomfortable. Okay, now have you taken the time? Okay, I know you probably couldn't think during this whole ordeal because of your children and because it's shocking and it's mind blowing. Did you even get any of it on record? Did you record any of it? Um, I did, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I did, but it was like, you know, I don't, I mean, I can see because actually I was there, but I mean, like, yeah, very. I mean, at the last minute, I thought to record, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's yes, ma'am. Okay, so what? I, the reason why I'm asking this is it is it a recording enough to where it can something can be done? Something is it enough to show that this was actual actually a murder? I have no Do idea. You have, okay, because you can't even bring yourself to go back and rewatch it. I didn't even record yeah. the murder. I mean, like I was oh, okay. like still stunned at that point, but yeah. I mean, but I was able to, I mean, record the officers or, you know, the area or whatnot. But I mean, like I was just no. like standing, couldn't do nothing. Couldn't think. I mean, Oh my I'm, God! I'm yeah. sure you were in shock. I'm sure you were in shock, weren't you? I, I mean, it happened so fast. I mean, it oh happened so goodness. it happened so fast. Like, you know. And then even when I was talking to the Texas Rangers and the DA, you know, I was like, I, I mean, like, I don't. Maybe I'm tripping, you know, because they was like, you know, um, are you sure? And I was like, well, maybe I didn't see what I saw, but I know that me and my kids saw exactly what happened. Oh, no. So, basically, this officer is still riding in a patrol car. These officers, because you said it was multiple officers, they're still riding in their patrol cars, still protecting and serving, supposedly, and yet they have taken the life of someone. And, And the sad part about it is there's nothing that can really be done because there's no valid proof. 
You, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? And thank God that there were people that were that were looking at this situation with George to record it yeah. that were cognizant in around you, somebody pull out a camera because that's the only way we're going to stop this because people have been getting away with this far too long. I think so, too. too I think so, too. You need evidence. I mean, you need to... I know, I hate the fact that this has blown up into such a violent episode, but I think we need to really expose what's been going on for many years. And to hide it okay. like we have been, like has been done is not going to help anybody. And let me tell you something, the people who do these kind of things, cops who do this, they're cowards. They are cowards, and they need to be fired, and then they need to not only be Hey, going out again. Can't hear you. Grace and Lily, you tell me. This conversation was, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I said police officers or anyone who's in a profession to either protect or serve are held to a higher standard. There is no option. There's no, there's no, um, there's no grace period. There's no escape goes, there's no nothing for that person. Like with this officer, when you stand there and you take an oath of office and you hold your hand up to God and you swear to protect and serve the public, sir, now let me tell you, if you put that uniform on and you put that gun and you carry that and you wear that badge, you go out here and we catch you doing something that is not what you're supposed to be doing when it's not protecting or serving the community or the people that you're supposed to be doing that for, we're not going to give you a warning. We're not going to give you a slap on the wrist. We're taking this to the high. You're going to get the max, period. And I guarantee if they start telling police officers that before they take that badge and that uniform and all of that stuff, before they take it, if they tell them, you, if you go out here like that guy, he's putting the D on his neck, if you're doing something that we have not trained you to do and you are going beyond your training and you have gotten into your own mind and you forget all of your training, we're not going to give you no internal affairs. We're not giving you that. You're going straight to prison for life, period. And I guarantee you, people will stop taking these stuff, these jobs lightly, and they'll stop being so gung ho about taking them. Hold them accountable. Let them know. The minute you sign your name on this contract and say you're going to take this job, it ain't no grace period for you. There's no internal. I, I don't. Even, I mean, internal affairs are needed because some people do make false allegations. Yes, they do. But when you have an outright, outright murder, like we saw, ain't no great spirit, no internal affairs is, is needed, ain't even no court time needed, because he should already know. You murdered somebody. You, being an officer of the law, who swore to protect and serve, you going down. Ain't no ain't no question about it. Wouldn't even been a riot because they would have known because we'd have came right out there on the scene and arrested him and took him right, carted him right on off. The same car that he was trying to put George in or the same car that he snatched him out of will be the very same car that we chunk him in. Not just sit him in there. We're going to chunk him and do him the same way he did that man. We're going to throw you in there, but we ain't going to kill you because we want you to live so you can understand. We're not playing with you all. When you say you're there to protect and serve, that's what you're there to do. You don't go out and do what you did. 
That's insanity. And I could be wrong, y'all, but I I, 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 I don't mind being wrong. But that's just the way I feel about that. He shouldn't have internal affairs that need to investigate. Investigate what? That man had his knee on that man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds from what I understand. And then after the paramedics, well, I don't even think those were paramedics. They were police officers, whoever they were. When they got there, they had to tap the man's shoulder. You still don't get no internal affairs. You get internally incarcerated. That's what you get. You getting you getting the IC internally incarcerated. Internally incarcerated. You get IC, not internal affairs. Not IA. You getting NC. That's how it's done. But anyway, okay, you guys, let me get back on track. Well, the the thing that we need most here, Gracie Lynn, I believe that will help us all, we need love. We need love for one another. Yeah, I, I think that that will do much better than any kind of violence or any kind of, because, um, you know, there's a, a lot more power in love than there is in division. You're right. Right no, now, we, we do as a have country are very divided. Yes, we are. That's a we great are. concern and it's to me. Sad. And, and, and my heart goes out to that caller. Bless her heart and her family. Oh, my God. Was, was, yeah, was there another caller? Was there another caller? Yes, there was. And I want, uh, um, Chris, can you bring the other caller on, please? All right. All right, caller, next caller, 5221. 5221, you're on the air with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. God bless you. Good afternoon. Oh, this is Miss Firecracker. I know that number. We've we, we've heard from you so many times. Well, come on, Miss Firecracker. We know you got something for us now. Come on, come on. Give me pour a cup of tea, as they say. Pour the tea. Come on, girl. It's been steeping and it's pretty strong, but okay. Nevertheless, well, look, I have hold on. Trouble. Let me break. Let me break myself. Let me get myself together. Okay, go ahead. Uh, good evening to the guests. Uh, good to have you on the show. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I have a couple of things to say. One is uh, the topic of Miss Candy. I definitely do not fully agree with her. However, she has brought some issues that bear considering and looking at. One is which, um, when she says we need to stop. Um, making heroes out of the black men that have been murdered. Murder is murder and it's not right at any time. But however, we as a people do not have to address how good they are, uh, what they've done, no more than the news need to address that how bad they are, how bad they are of what they are done. We need to stick only to what needs to be said and done. We need to deal with the murder. It doesn't matter if they are a black preacher and they never did nothing in their life, or if they are a, con, a formal convict. It doesn't matter. The life is what matters. But we as blacks do need to understand that we cannot 
after somebody has been murdered, retell their life. Their life speaks for itself, and we should let it speak for itself. If the news want to bring out the information about that person's life and it's legit and it is the truth, there's nothing we can do about it. That's like my grandmother used to say, you cannot preach a person's life once they're dead. Their life speaks for itself. It's not going to help for you to get up there and say, oh, he was a good man. He got a wife, a girlfriend, outside children, beats his wife, don't take care of his kids. Why would you get up there and say he was a good man? No, he was not. Sometimes it's best, just don't say anything at all except stick to what it's at hand. He was, that's one of the things I wanted to say. And another is uh, to our guest, and I mean you no disrespect, it appears to be easy when other races say violence doesn't solve anything. What does? We marched, we've been peaceful, we've been beat, shot, killed, been slaved, land taken, all kind of stuff. And nothing we have done has seemed to help. There is a time for peace, but there is a time when you have to stand up for what you believe in. And it's a time that you do have to fight. That would be like myself. I am not a violent person, but I can tell you, if you come to me trying to hurt me, I am going to defend myself. And nobody's going to be able to tell me that violence doesn't accomplish anything. It's going to accomplish me trying to protect my life or my property, or whatever. And it doesn't matter to me whether they're black or white. If violence is brought to me, I have a right, and any other human being have a right to protect themselves. So until somebody can come up. Okay. Okay. Um, Can I tell you something, though? That wasn't... Hold on. That was not that was not what she was that that and I'm sorry if if you took it that way, that's fine. But and I know you're saying you don't mean no disrespect to the guest, but it it, it, it is really kinda it, it's kinda abrasive to the guest. It really is. Because let me explain and something. It wasn't it was wasn't my was what Martin Luther King Junior had written, not what I had written. About the violence. So that was a black man. That said that about the violence. So she, she read his poetry. She read his, yeah. his, his poetry. But what I'm saying to I, you is, I, I'm going to speak on uh, Gracie Lynn just one second. Let me speak to her on this issue okay. as a black woman. Let me tell you what I do know. We are always ready to get violent when it's something like a white and black issue. But let me explain to you. I'm real mad, and I didn't get violent. My son was murdered by a black man. And my thing is, is when I get to the courtroom with that black, that other young man that killed my son, my job is not to get violent with him. My job is to tell him, forgive yourself and make my son's life worth taking. Make something out of your life now. Get in there and tell those other men that are coming through there because you're going to be there a long time. You get in there and you tell them, don't do what you've done. Violence don't do nothing but cause more violence. And then at the end of the day, it silences someone or it puts someone in prison. So no, ma'am, 
I will not sit here and sit back as a black person and sit here and say violence is easy. No, it ain't easy. It's not easy. And I don't think that anybody out here says that it's easy to say it, whether they're white, black, blue, or green. Violence don't solve anything. What is it going to do for me to go out here and murder this boy because he killed my son? That's how, that's how, we, that's how we go about things right about now. Everybody wants to try to go hurt somebody because something has happened to them. What if everybody chose to do that? Me being a black woman, do if I sound a little upset, I am. I am, and I have every right. My son was murdered by a black person. But does that give me a right to go over there and do the same thing? Now, how are we going to get mad because everybody keeps saying violence doesn't solve anything? We've been violent amongst ourselves for far too long anyway. We need to straighten ourselves out before anybody else can respect us. Let's get our children in order. Let's do that. Let's go start back to stop letting people tell us that sparing the rods for the child ain't work. It, it, it worked. It worked on us, and I'm sure it worked on you and your family and, and through the generations because you seem very intelligent and you seem like you were well-rounded and well-taught. Your mother didn't spare the rod. She whipped you. We got to get back, and that's what I remember, and I'll say this to the, and this is one thing I do know. It was black people raising white children, raising black kids, raising everybody's kids. When we were doing what we as a race know to do, train those children up in the way that they should go, they may part from, but they're coming back to it. If we as a race, Start putting our children back in their perspective place. Quit acting like you're scared to say something to somebody else's kid. Violence won't be the answer. That switch that used to wrap around our legs would be the answer. But I'm just saying, we cannot attack people like that. We can't. It does, and I know you're upset, and I, you have, we, we all have a right to be upset. We all have that right to be upset, but there's a way to be upset, and there's a way to present yourself and say things, and that is the problem. When it seems, even though you weren't trying to attack her, and I know you wasn't because you said no disrespect to her at all, but it came across, it came across to my ears, and it stung me when you said that. Well, and I know you didn't I'm, mean it that way, but I'm if that's the way you mean it, I did say in response to something to go out and commit violence. That's not what I said. But you cannot be a Christian and turn up all the time. It, you cannot in this world. You have to protect yourself as well. That's what I am saying. I'm not saying that every time something happens, or uh, the police kill somebody or whatever, that you go out and commit violence. That's not what I said. I said I hear so many people saying when violence have been taken against people of color, that's what they're told. Well, don't fight back. Well, just let the law handle it. That's what I meant. I I, I would never uh, negate somebody going out and committing violence because violence have already been committed against them. But I do tell we need to protect ourselves. You have to protect yourself and your family. You're saying that is all I'm saying. What you're saying, okay? In self-defense, right? I I understand we have to protect ourselves. That's self-defense, so that's like a difference. Is what you're saying, right? I'm sorry. I think I I I understand. You can you repeat yourself? Um, Yeah. So you are saying, like, in self-defense, it's warranted. 
and not to go out and commit violence on on without exactly. without having your family or your personal property being threatened, right? Exactly, and it appears okay. that you know other races have the freedom to to do that without repercussions, but when it comes to us. It's it's gonna be a repercussion. Mm-hmm. Even if you're protecting yourself or your family, you're probably gonna go to jail. Now, I if hope it's not. a difference, you understand. And I'm as I said, yeah. I by no means were being disrespectful. I maybe I didn't uh, come across in quite the right way, and I apologize for that. But not what I said. But that is what I okay. meant. If I didn't come across the mm-hmm. right way the first That's time, okay. I am telling you what I meant. But you know what? Here's the beautiful thing thing about this. You see how peacefully this was solved? Communicating and getting a clear understanding. Getting a clear understanding. And that's what what needs to happen now. We need to get a clear understanding. And, and, you know, and there's nothing wrong now that you've said it and you've explained it, but it came across one way. But, and that's the problem. We perceive, receive, and believe things and achieve things differently and until we communicate effectively and we know it's okay to disagree but at some point allow you to have your opinion allow everybody to have their opinion but at the end of the day are our opinions going to be validated absolutely but we got to stay with it and we got to talk it out exactly well i think can i add one thing here sure when you have been hurt a lot, because I've been hurt quite a bit in my life, and I realize that sometimes somebody may say something to me, it goes deep within me, it hurts me very deeply, and they may have not intended to hurt me. And since I mistook it, because I had so much pain, and I think that the black community is carrying a lot of pain right now, and as a white woman, I need to be very, very considerate of the pains you're carrying and make sure that how I address you is done with respect and kindness. That, because that you is, all have. That is a very good way to look at it, and I appreciate uh, you for uh, just stating uh, that. It, 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 it shows, you know, a lot because most of the time the problem is when it's a problem between a different race, it's because of a misunderstanding. Yeah, exactly. One don't want to hear the other, but as a black person, we always got to try to be the better person. We always got to try to walk off because we don't want to go to jail. I think that's fun that the white race starts to be the better person. And we start realizing that you uh, you all have been wounded very deeply for many, many years, and we need to be cognizant of that fact. And we need to be overly considerate and kind and to, to draw you into a deeper healing relationship with God, who can okay. heal very deep within the, in the heart. But we can now, do know. that if, we, if we're constantly, you know, calling you names are disregarding you, are treating like you're less than worthy than less worthy than what we are, we cannot reach that level of compassion, that level of love that we need to to help you heal. And through God, that can happen. 
But on our own, we are worthless without God. Okay. So I think now, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. I'm oh, no, that's okay. Now, actually, how coach. Now, let me just, now, as the, this is my reality, and everybody don't have to agree with it, but as my reality, as a reality coach, <clears throat> I'm mad more so because a man in uniform had the audacity to murder someone. That's my first thing. And I'm mad because now we're going to be more divided because he was a white man murdering another black man. I'm mad. But my first my first initial thought was, this man is in a uniform. Now, you expect that from somebody off the street. And then what made me even more mad is the fact that they took so long to do anything to this man. Everybody's missing the big picture here. This is a police officer doing this. I don't care what color the person was. He could have been a white on white. That police officer had no right to do that. Period. But everybody needs to look at the color issue. Let's look at another issue. This is an officer. That was my first. Now, I was mad because I am black. Y'all see that. I'm black and beautiful. But I was mad about that, too. But I was even more mad when I realized. This ain't nobody stranger. This is a man that's supposed to know the law. And he's breaking the law, and then the law has another try to protect him. He's suspended with pay. No, because I do know for a fact, and I believe this is what 5221 is saying, if it had been the other way around, am I right, Carla? Excuse me? If it had been the other way around where there was a black officer doing this to a white man, I don't think he'd have been suspended without pay. What you think? No. I mean, suspended. I don't. No. no. He, and the he, he would have been. He'd have been uh, tackled by the officer. Yeah. He would have been so, suspended. And, and I understand with, that's what you're pay. saying, right? One, you're saying right. that it, it, you say that's what makes you so irate about this situation. If they're gonna do it, make it fair across the board. That's all you're trying to get up, get, get your point across, across right? Across the board. If okay. a black, Got if you. a black officer get enough complaints, if they get a complaint, they're gonna be fired. Mm. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna protect him. Nobody's gonna protect a black officer. Too, not too often, because. If your superior is black, then they have to protect themselves because stuff rolls uphill, right? And if mm. they're a white supervisor, you're you're not going to get a chance to get no nineteen complaints. No, no, you're not. No, you're going to be fired. Well, well, um, okay. So, um, Gracie Lynn, can you understand? Can you understand what she's saying about that? Have you? Have you? I don't um, know, and I don't have that. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any evidence of any of that happening. Happening. I have no evidence of that. So I'm not going to okay. even say that that happened. It's okay, but what I'm saying. No, no. What I'm asking you is, what I'm asking you is, from your perspective, can you imagine if the roles were reversed? With the way that the racial tension is right now, and the way that we've seen things go, do you think? Just, just, uh, I mean, if you don't want to give your opinion on it, I do respect that and I understand it because it is a tense moment. But 
can you can you somewhat agree with us when we're saying if the roles were reversed, do you think that that officer would have had an opportunity to take the life of a white man with his knee? I don't know. I don't know because I've never seen that happen. Nobody's ever videotaped a black officer killing a white person. Okay, let's go back to what you said initially about your boys being out with, with the with the gun. Yeah. We've yeah. seen where the where when there are black boys without guns being murdered and being shot down by police officers. So I know that I, I find it hard and see this is what this is what this is what I want people to understand. It doesn't matter. I mean, truth is truth. I tell the truth about my own culture. It, I, didn't it. I know how we operate. I know how we roll. I know what we do. Ain't no sense of me acting like I don't know. I'm not saying all of us do, but there's, some, there's a lot of us that do. But what I'm saying is we, in order to heal and in order to get things right, we got to tell the truth no matter what. We cannot be too afraid to go against what's wrong to tell what's right. And that's what's happening now. We're so busy living in a world to where right is wrong and wrong is right. Nobody wants to speak speak what is it's the reality. The truth is, it is not. It, it, I mean, and I understand you've never seen it. I do understand it. But at all costs, the way the world is going now and the way things are being shown at this moment in time, we can honestly say that more than likely, I would say 95%, I would be 95% accurate. There's no way a black officer would get an opportunity to do that to a white civilian. 95%. No way. And let's be truthful about that. No way. Because for one, for one, if there's some black officers standing around, they're going to do what they're supposed to do because they know it ain't right. They're going to mm-hmm. stop it. Yeah. They're not going to stand around. I, I mean, you've witnessed it. Even someone, even a black cop bringing your children home and telling you you've handled the situation, that's just our moral compass. At some point, the moral compass has to ding dong. Come on, moral compass. Come on. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to do something. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. We gotta tell the truth no matter what. Even I mean, I'm I, now. I know you haven't seen it. I know you ain't experienced it. But truth be told, just like me, I know for a fact that if I'm in the hood and I'm where I'm not supposed to be, I know nine times out of the hood, the hood ain't doing no good because they over there doing stuff that they ain't got no business doing. That's my people. That's the way we roll in the hood. We're doing stuff that ain't supposed to be right. And guess what? If I ain't supposed to be over in the hood, then I need to stay from the hood. Like my son, he had no business in the hood. That's probably why he lost his life because he wasn't from the hood. He don't know what the hood do. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that that's my truth. It is what it is. My culture, we do some stuff. And I ain't saying that my culture is the only culture. I'm talking about the hood, the hood that I know. Mm-hmm. They do do stuff that they ain't supposed to be doing. And we know that white people do a lot of stuff that they ain't supposed to be doing. And get away no, with I'm sorry? And they get away with more. Yes, they because do. I don't know about that. I haven't gotten away with much. I haven't done much. Well, I walk a pretty good line. I'm very careful. 
been my experience. At least as a single mom, that has not been my experience. And neither has Mike, yeah. So we don't okay. get away. I have not gone away. That that, that one cop on my kid home, and but he knew I took care of it. Um, I had another kid, um, another son, who shot baby guns with a friend in the backyard, and he got taken into J- JV, uh, juvenile detention. And he didn't get away with anything. He had to go on probation, and he... He even had to do something when when he went to college because he was on the scene. They paid the consequences for what he did, well, even well, though he's so great. That is what you think we do. I will be well, honest let me, with let you. Me, we don't. Let me give you let me give you a clear picture of what she's saying, Grace and Lynn. What she's saying is not you personally, but looking at what we've seen, according to what we have seen with our own two eyes. They're getting away with stuff that should not be gotten away with, period. You can, you mean to tell me a police officer, a white police officer can walk in a man's house and shoot him in the inside of his house, and he dies, and that police officer only gets 10 years? That was, that's outrageous. Ain't no way it could have been reverse role. No way. That's all we're saying, regardless of the fact, white officers, White people do get away with a lot more than black people, and they do. I mean, all I mean, look at all. It's been proven. It's not like we're making this up. It's not like we're saying something that's not true. It's factual. We a, a white a white woman can cry rape and know she had a relationship with this black man before they even do any investigating. He going to jail. I have a neighbor right down the side of me. The police have came to that house 58 times, 58 times, and not one arrest has been made. Not one. They're riding around in a truck, and I'm going to take a picture of this truck and post it on Facebook so people can see I'm not lying about this. They're riding around in a truck, no inspection sticker. The window is busted out, the windshield, not the side window, not the back window. The windshield is busted out. The mirror is barely hanging on. And do you know they're able to ride through mesquite in a brand-new Rolls Royce? Hmm. A black person turn, don't turn their blinker on. They are pulled over, and in law forbid they don't have insurance. Their car is compensated. So let's not act like we don't know what go on. Yes, ma'am. White people do get away with a whole lot more because I've seen it. Now, the minute that that woman is murdered down there on that end, they're going to act like they ain't came out. And I'm going to be the first one out there in the middle of the street looking like Shaquita, Shaquanta, whomever you want to call me, ghetto, hood, whatever you want to call me, I'm going to be in the middle of the street saying, they done been down there 59 times and now they did, now she dead. Now, this is what I want to leave y'all with. Sometimes, Having the privilege of being white ain't so ain't so good because let me tell you what happens. There are white women who are murdered by their husbands. If we look at the domestic violence rate, there are white women who are murdered by their husbands because officers come out and they don't take those men to jail. But the minute a black man has a call just that he could bust us his wife, but they can go and see that this white woman has been beaten, purple, black, and blue, both nose, busted teeth, 
I'm on a site where domestic violence site where these white women are on here talking with, and they show some of the most horrific pictures. And I'm like, why have the rest of the name? And guess what I said as a privilege coach? White privilege ain't so good, is it? It ain't so good uh, right now. I think the white privilege is person who white mother is not really that much of a reality, just from my personal experience. But it exactly. may be for some other white single moms, but not me. But like for a white men, right. I think there may be a different um, and sick measure. Right. Two okay. Measure. Okay. Uh huh. Right. I don't think right. it but happens. I, I haven't seen it for me, but that's because I'm a white single mom. Um, so okay. they don't give me the same respect as they probably give me a little bit more respect than a black, but not mm-hmm. near as much as what they would give a white man. You're right. And, and, I and, think and, I, and I, I actually blogged about that, about the bad cops. I had a white man come over my, I'm not going to identify him because I don't want to get sued. I'm going to get sued happy. But he came over and started throwing a fit in my front yard. Um, I was screaming and yelling and threatening me, and I told him I was going to call the cops. He kept screaming and yelling and threatening. He came over. I had the cop come in my house to rest, assure him that what, the crazy nut out in my front yard was screaming about, but it's not a reality. So I showed them what he was, you know, screaming about, and they walked got the cop back out. The cop called me a drama queen. Didn't say nothing about the screaming white man in my yard that was making that full lunatic out of themselves. He called me a drama queen. I'm like, and, where, and did, this- where, the, where the hell did that come from? I didn't know. I was it- calm during the whole thing. And, and that's and that's all we're and that's all we're stating. We're all that's all we're stating is that whites get away with a lot more than blacks do. Well, and not I'm whites in general. I, white men probably do, but not white okay. women, especially not white single mothers. At least not in Texas. I will guarantee you, we okay. don't get it. I did not go away with anything in Texas. I watch now everything I do. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. That is some that is some real truth there. I appreciate that. We appreciate you standing up and saying the truth about that. You've experienced that, and that's awesome. Yeah. Now I have experienced I, prejudice and discrimination on, on account of white police officers here in Texas quite often. So it doesn't ring true with me. I know what a little bit of what not the same that you guys go through at all. I'm not exactly. trying to write on your cultures, but I have had experiences, and I. Um, no, I've been very disregarded because I'm a white single mom. Okay, and okay. And, I, and that's wrong. It's wrong. You should not be done yeah. that way. You should not be done that way. And he's sitting there yelling at you. He should have yelled at the man, too, or took him to jail. But all I'm saying is that it's sad that that, that people go through this. And I, I hate it for a lot of white women. I'm telling you guys, I, I deal with it. I talk to women all the time dealing with this. It is sad that they have to go through this white privilege, and I tell them it is not fair. It is not fair. Those men need to be taken away from the household just as they would a black man. They need That's to be taken exactly away, right. and maybe some of the lives will be safe. But you so much for your truth, and I tell you, you have been such a blessing and such an instrumental mm-hmm. uh, part of the show, and Call it five two two one. Thank you so much for sharing. You yeah. have been you always you always shining light in the dark place, and you definitely definitely keep it one hundred percent your truth. You you keep it real real real, and I can appreciate that. Thank you so much. And 
I want to leave you all with something I wrote because someone, and I don't have it up on my computer, someone wrote a, a, a poem a while back. They posted it. It was entitled White Tears. Well, mm-hmm. I'm writing this to the black people, and I think it's something that we need to pay attention to, and we need to stop and look at ourselves more so. And once we look at ourselves, I think we can we can we can we can start healing our we got to heal ourselves because we're hurt. We're so hurt, we're so hurt, we're so fragmented, we're so damaged on the inside because of all of the stuff that has happened to yeah, the, people exactly. that we love, the people that we know. All the stuff that has happened. And 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 we and I just want to say, I want to leave this with us. And please, my people, my people, the people that look like me, I wrote this for us. And it may piss some of you all off, but it's my reality. It's my story, the way I viewed it, the way I saw it, and the way I feel about it. And until we get back to the basics, that's all I Okay, Chris, can you go ahead and play that, please? The reality coach speaks black tears. You've cried and lied. Some have even died, and yet you are not satisfied. Still crying your black tears too many years later, blaming your mistakes on years of white privilege. Your shame, it's on you. Dry your eyes, here's why. Your black tears has made your vision blurry. You've lost sight of what's right. What is it going to take for you to stop sleeping while years of white privilege remains away? You changed your core values. It was the black tears of those before you who set standards. Oh, how disappointed they must be at what they see. Today, black tears cry for power, killing each other hour upon hour. Yet you say it's years of white privilege's fault. This may be true, but only to some degree. You've allowed your heart to become vaults of hate, afraid to take a stand. I'm sure you won't agree. Years of white privilege remembers when black tears used to band together and hold hands. Years of white privilege, your mission is complete. We've broken your bond, focusing on our privilege, has turned you against each other. Convincing you to treat one another like strangers instead of brothers. You have no love for one another. This should be the end of years of white privilege, but of course it isn't. This is part one. I encourage you to listen to part two. If you can, find the courage. Expectly yours, years of white privilege. I don't own the rights to that music, but I wrote that because I want my people to understand. We had too many people die, die for us to get to the point that we're at now, and we're fighting each other. The reason why the civil rights movement was so impactful and so powerful, they were not killing each other. They were fighting together. They were banding together, getting out in those streets together. You never heard of a black-on-black crime. They were fighting in unity and solidarity. 
We're not doing that now. We're too busy fighting with each other and out here doing any and everything. No morals. Our children are gone wild. It's sad. We got to get back to the base. We got to get back to doing something. My people, my people, let's look at ourselves and figure out what we need to do. Because guess what? We're smart, we're kind, and we are so important. And if this world could be without us, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. We got to know who we are. Let's get back to our bases, understanding who we are, putting what we used to have in our children. Because guess what? What is the one race that everybody wants to look like? I've had these full lips all my life. I've had this tiny waistline all my life, these hips, and this beautiful complexion all my life. We ain't got to sit out in the sun and tan, but we got a beautiful complexion. We don't have to go get injections to make our lips big. We ain't got to go get our We already come with the full package. Our hair, it can withstand week, you guys. And again, Gracie, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. You stood strong, and I love how you handled yourself. You are definitely an inspiration to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, saying that. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for the privilege of being able to be a part of this. Up in some way, this will... This will heal the divide that we have in the country between whites and blacks. That's my that's my that's my dream. Okay, we well, can, can you tell how people can how people can find out and read on your blogs and things real quickly yeah, before we go just off? Just go to the shattered bed, the shattered base. The base is being like a flower base, not a face like a person's face, but the shattered base. dot com. That's my website where I have my blogging, my book. I'm working on several different books, um, so they can read all my writing there. Um, and I invite anybody to come and subscribe to the blog. Leave a comment. If you don't agree with me, then leave a comment. I'm not God. I'm not perfect. I may not say everything right. If you don't like something I wrote, then write it down and come back at me. I'm more than open to, I'm more than open to positive dialogue. I really enjoy dialogue with my with my subscribers. So go to subscribe and read my blog, and then have my book. <laughs> awesome. So okay, cool. you guys, that's Gracie. That's Gracie Lynn uh, with the Shattered Vase, and you can go to her blog site and 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 go back and forth with it. She loves the dialogue, as she stated, and she's not God. She's not perfect, and neither is the reality. Okay, how you meeting me again? She is wrong. I don't have no problem with you telling me I'm wrong because that is what I need us to do. We need to communicate more effectively. We need to understand we're not all going to be right, but if we can agree to disagree, that's what I love about being me. 
And you guys, until next, we'll have another hot topic. I don't know what it will be, but God is good. We thank you. And, again, I'm Dorothy Patterson, the Reality Coach. You can always find me on Facebook. And if you have any questions about what was said, did, or happened on today's show, you know to inbox me on Facebook, and the Reality Coach will respond back. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you, and I can't do this without you. And if you have a subject matter that you want the Reality Coach to speak on, and if you want to be a guest, hop on here. Hop on here. God bless you. Thank you to my producer and uh, TPV Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you. I could not do it with all, without you all. Love you so much. Kisses and hugs. Jugs of hugs filled with love. Bye, everybody. Bye, Gracie Lynn. Thank you Thanks so much. much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love her. May not be the queen, but my father's king of everything. Radio, Central Texas.